<laughs> no Sersky. That was not what it was giving. It, it was Ooh. another lesson. Ugh. It was, okay. it was a whole other lesson. And that's fine because guess what? It brought me to the journey where I am now. And I'm finally realizing that I am becoming her. You are now listening to The Mental Breakdown. Hey everyone, it's Earth to Asia. And Journey with Jess. And today we'll be talking about a sense of belongingness. Um, last week we talked about Lord balance <laughs> last week, it's okay it's monday it's okay it's monday okay last week we talked about balance um and like i said this week we'll talk about a sense of belongingness and also tying in like the imposter syndrome but before we get into it jasmine how are you today i'm doing okay like this monday has just kind of been all over the place and hectic for me but good to be here good to you know good to have this conversation and, um, you know, I think regardless of everything that's going on, it's still going to be a great day, a great um, podcast session. What about you? I'm feeling good. Um, kind of saying, going off of what Jasmine said, you know, today is a day of rest. Today is a day that most of us have off. Um, we're recording on July 4th. Um, so, you know, most people have today off. But um, I think I started off my day very well. You know, I woke up and I worked out and I did some yoga. I recorded some videos and posted and edited. So I feel really good and productive. Um, But now I feel like I'm feeling a little tired, you know, ready to just relax and everything. So this is this type of podcast today. We kind of like chilling. um, Chill. Chill podcast. And I don't know, because like people always think that people who do content creating, like it's just so easy to just record videos and no like it's a whole process like it takes effort and um time so it definitely takes effort um and we here at the mental breakdown are going to give it to you raw and we're going to be very open and vulnerable um yeah with just how we're feeling and we're not gonna fake it because no <laughs> that's not what we doing real. keeping it real yes but yeah um I guess we can, you know, get into the topic. So as far as like a sense of belonging, I would ask you, how do you feel when you feel like you don't belong? Like, what does that feel like for you? Like when you don't feel like you're in the right space or you don't feel welcome? Just in general? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk specifics, you can, you know, expand Mm -hmm. how you wish, but. Okay, I'll just say in like a broad scope of not feeling like I belong. Um, I feel, I mean, lonely. I feel um, almost like if you can imagine like just a white space, like kind of close your eyes and imagine just like a white space and you're just sitting in there alone and nobody else is around, even though you might be in a space with other people, you know, but in reality with myself, kind of how I feel is just like in a white space, in a white room, nobody mm-hmm. else around, and nobody I else feel- can relate to me. Like isolation. Yeah, kind of like isolation, right? Because feels- when you say that, it, it takes me back to like, a, like kind of like an asylum. Yeah, like kind of like, like- um, when people are in prison and they have to go into those, those rooms. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if it's white 
a white wall but that's kind of what I see like on TV yeah. you know they're in this this space where it's just like white walls or whatever around or it might just be dark and it's just them in it you know even I even picture myself kind of like sitting like in a corner like hands on my knees like head down type of thing um mm. that's kind of how I feel mm, that's very descriptive I mean that's that definitely I will feel that feels very like alone and like you know closed off from the world yeah yeah like yeah and there's and I think there's like a, a good sense of isolation and then there's a bad sense of isolation and that's definitely like I'm good off that <laughs> how would you like visualize help how would you help people visualize how you feel when you're alone when you feel alone or you don't belong I should say <clears throat> I think yeah, I'm gonna close my eyes everybody just close your eyes and let's <laughs> let's vision how jasmine feels when she is um not belonging when she I think mine's quite the opposite in a way like i think you feel you see nobody but i see people and they're all staring at me and they're all like pointing their fingers at me mm-hmm. like they're all looking at me and it's it's not a it's all it's like disgust and it's like you don't belong here type of like look like you know when you be somewhere and they'd be like Mm-mm. what is she doing here that's I feel like but a crowd of people are doing that and I'm like in a corner mm. yeah that's how that's how what kind of what I visualize and it's, it's dark and there's like a spotlight on me oh yeah <laughs> you feel like well do you feel like hold on is it so is it a crowd of people around you or would you more so more so say it's like you're walking and the spotlight is following you and the crowd is like on the side of you like looking at you pointing at you or like are no, you- I really didn't think about the walking piece but I that's also applicable but I just thought more of like in one space like in a room mm-hmm. and it's dark and you know it's just on me and everybody's just like uh-uh you know get get out of here you don't belong so do you think I hope you don't mind me bringing this up but do you think that that like kind of comes from the time that you told me like you were on stage or something no I think which that kind of so the, the thing that Asia's talking about is when I was younger my mom put me in a pageant and I was like walking I was like five or six and I was walking and everybody was just like laughing at me but you know when you're younger everybody's laughing at you like oh she's so cute haha but I'm like everybody's laughing at me I don't like this like I start crying and everything so it doesn't take me back there. It more so takes me back to like middle school when like I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any self-esteem, any confidence. Like I just felt like I was alone. Like nobody understood me. I felt like nobody wanted to try to understand me. And I felt like everywhere I went, everybody was kind of just like staring at me because I was grew up in like a very um, Caucasian neighborhood. And I don't fit the bill for a Caucasian woman, if you didn't know. <laughs> so um, I just always, I was always like, I wasn't good enough in that sense. So yeah, it takes me back to middle school, really. And then high school was a lot better because it was definitely more integrated between, it was definitely more a defi- definite diverse um, community, I would say, in my high school years. But yeah, it takes me back to middle school. I think I am not necessarily the opposite but I felt that in college so I grew up um in a predominantly black area and so I mean like elementary school middle school high school 
And then I decided to go to a PWI, so a predominantly white institution. And um, that's when I noticed a culture shock. Um, and I did feel a sense of, you know, not belonging. Um, and I was so like, especially during that time, like, I didn't want to, well, I was not going to lose like my quote unquote, lose my blackness or whatever. So I was very hardcore, like, no, this is me. I'm not changing. Like, you know, and I would wear my afros. I would wear, you know, whatever I felt like I was going to wear. So I was confident, but at the same time, I still would see people looking at me certain Mm -hmm. ways. It was just different. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, people just weren't used to what I was what I did or our, just our culture. So I think I definitely felt that, um, felt what you felt, but in college. And I think because I went through it in middle school and then I went to high school, I, in high school, I found my group of people. So when I went to undergrad, that's exactly what I did. Like it was a handful of us black people. Luckily me and Asia did athletics. So it was easy for us to find black people because that's where all the black people was at in athletics. Well, well, not me. I mean, yeah. Not me. I could get into that. <laughs> well, yeah, yours is a different situation. Like you definitely had was not as um diverse on your team. But um just in general, the hub of athletes on that campus were black. Yeah, like for the most part. Players, a lot of the basketball players. Basketball players. I mean, some baseball and lacrosse and stuff wasn't, but oh, I mean a little bit of track, I guess. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So, it was more so football and basketball. Yeah. <laughs> and I was on the basketball team, so I was, you know, I was straight. But, um, yeah. But the whole topic today is really about a sense of belonging. But I just wanted to ask, like, how did you kind of navigate that feeling of not belonging? Because I think to know belonging, you need to know what not feeling belonging, not feeling belonging, not feeling like belonged it. or embraced, I guess a better word to say. Yeah. Um, going back to college I definitely felt a sense but also kind of had the same initiative and the same um hobbies and interests as me too can you go back for a second because you know our our lovely wi-fi wanted to break you up for a second so you said uh-huh. in college you definitely felt a sense of what belonging like I definitely found my group of people where we had things in common and we um, had similar interests and you know we all kind of hung out it was always us together like if you saw one of us it was like oh where's such and such and like, right. oh, you know what I'm saying so yeah yeah I think once we were at CNU and we definitely found like our people um, in during freshman year which I'm so grateful that I found I found most of them during freshman year because like that just helped everything go by yeah. um, it was just kind of like you know we're just gonna make this as fun as possible we're gonna make our experience you know what I mean and so even though we didn't a lot of us didn't have people that looked like us at the campus and even some of us just this was a whole entire new culture shock to us um having that group of people and having our we called it our well for me I called it our black community having the small black community that we had at CNU definitely did help yeah for sure yeah. Um, yeah. And kind of like going out of school, though, I think my family has also been a challenge for me when it comes to belonging. Not like my immediate family, like my mom and dad, my sister, like I, like they, you know, they did the best they can. And 
very well, if I might say, to love and support and care about me. But um, my extended family, like I, most of them are like strangers. Like I don't know them. And it really does upset me because I see all these families, all these people who know their cousins and they know their aunts and they know their uncles. They can call them like their family. And mm-hmm. I feel like my mom and dad are like, why don't you call your auntie? Why don't you call this and that? Because it's like, I'm at the age now where I have the liberty to reach out to them. When I was younger, you know, whether I had a phone or not, it was, I'm younger, like you should be reaching out to me. And I still feel that way sometimes though, because it's like, you never wanted to have a true relationship with me when I was younger. So why should I, why should I put out effort? Why should I force one? Not even that, but why should I, why should I be the one to have to um, implement or try to create this relationship with you when you never try to do that for me. But then I think about it and I'm like, you can't really help what people do to you. You can only help how what you want to, want to see happen, right? So things that happen to you. Oh my gosh. This is a real, real raw. Okay. Real raw podcast today, okay? Okay. And that's okay. And that's okay. That's okay. But um, I apologize, listeners. This is no okay. reason to apologize, bro. It happens. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. But um, no, you're good. But yeah, I was just talking about how I feel like you know things happen to you, and you can't control what happens to you. You can only control how you react or how you respond. So, if I want this relationship with you, or if I want to build a relationship with you then maybe I should just go ahead and be the adult that I am now and go forth and create that sense of relationship and connection um because I think that's important and I think it really stunted my ability to connect with people um not having that connection with my family and now that I'm older having to go back and figure out how to connect with people and how to create long-lasting relationships with people that are meaningful to me so yeah, my family has definitely been a challenge for me in that arena as well. So when you say like cousins and stuff, because I mean like the cousins, are they around your age? Do you even know? Like, are they around your age too? Are they older or like, we have no idea. I have no idea. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I have two cousins that we talk Christmas and Thanksgiving and when it's their birthday like we'll tell each other happy birthday or whatever but it's not like let me call my cousin real quick I haven't talked to her in a while I miss my cousin it's not like that it's more like when I was younger we used to get together a lot and they were always there so we were closer then but as we got older like time and and stuff just started happening um but other than them I don't know I really don't know my mom would be like oh that was your cousin I'm like that's a stranger right I don't know him right it's literally like I know like two, maybe no, three of my cousins. Three. No. Well, yeah. that's okay. Because guess what? You have me. I'm like, I, mean, <laughs> I definitely <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not lacking in the support and I'm not lacking in the um belongingness, but I am lacking in that area. Like I got Asia. I got friends here in Greensboro. I got friends back at home in Richmond. You mm-hmm. know, I got friends in Newport News. Mm-hmm. That's not where I'm lacking. You know, I am lacking that sense of community and sense of belonging within my family system, though. And that has always been um, 
uh, a touchy subject for me just because even like for my graduation, I think I told you this, like I invited like all my, all my aunts, all my uncles and literally only two of them showed up and nobody told me they weren't showing up either. Nobody. Okay. Oh yeah. Right. Not my high, not my college, my high school graduation. Well, college we over year. I doubt but. that it's anything against you though, because like it's it's type of thing where they don't even they haven't even got to know you. So I doubt that it's anything against you. No, and I don't think it's anything against me. But can you just imagine? Yeah. You, you you don't see your family ever. You literally, I literally see them on Christmas and sometimes Thanksgiving, right? I don't see you ever, and I invite you at that time to one of the biggest accomplishments I've had in my life and no one it's it's a difference between me inviting you say oh you know I had this and this and this and you like congratulations type of thing it was never that I showed up to graduation I left graduation I looked to see who was there to congratulate me and it was my great aunt and my great grandma that was no not my great aunt and my grandma Mm -hmm. and that was it that was it and obviously my mom and my dad but I don't know I don't really count them because they're always there for me you know what I'm saying like and I appreciate that that for them. Don't leave, don't leave Jada wait out. You know what? Because <laughs> Jada was literally, I have to show you a picture because Jada was literally like 13. Oh, and she was, you said it was high school? Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, Jada Wade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jada but, Wade. But yeah, no, I definitely feel for you. And I do hope that, um, I do, I mean, I say, even though you have the feelings of like, Oh, I don't want to reach. Like, I don't want to reach out because they never reached out to me. At least, maybe try it again one more time. If it, it if it gets to a point where it's like, okay, look, bro, I tried everything, then you know. And that's the thing, though. I never actually tried because it's just like, it's like a weird relationship because you are my uncle, you are my aunt, you are my cousin or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I like I know you and my friends way more than I know them yeah so it's just like you're a stranger to me it's the same thing as if like I don't know like I met a random person from the store and was like oh hey what's up like you know like I like you as a person but you never talk to them so it's like why would I just randomly call you I'll never call you I'll never talk to you yeah so it's like where do you start yeah yeah it'll be awkward it'll definitely be weird but right and why I, do I, I, feel, I feel like I would just be open and honest like hey I've been wanting to have this relationship with you for the longest time and just with my family in general so if we can try to have this you know or if we can all go out to dinner or something like I don't know plan something I mean yeah and that's a, it's really like an that. ego thing for me though it's an ego thing for me because it's definitely like I'm I can definitely younger. do that mm-hmm. I'm younger than you for one and for two like it's almost like what if you what if you are like I don't know like you like okay well okay but you're not so invested in me as an individual and then it's just like well dang like I thought I was your family yeah so yeah there's that but but you're okay, just kinda, you're okay right? yeah I, I mean I've definitely I've, I've gotten over that it definitely still stings me a little bit sometimes when I think about it mm-hmm. even last Christmas like um my aunt it was still it wasn't heavy COVID, but you know it was still kind of COVID going on and so my aunt was like if you're not vaccinated you just you, you can come you just have to wear a mask and I called my aunt 
And I was like, are you coming? Because I really wanted to see you. I'm like, I haven't seen y'all in two years. Right. Like, I haven't seen, and I only see y'all ever on Christmas. Right. So I haven't seen y'all. Like, are you coming? And she's like, well, I'm not vaccinated. And your aunt doesn't really, you know, want us to be over that. I said, oh, all you have to do is wear a mask. She's like, okay, well, I'll probably just come through and um, just show my face. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool. That's great. I just wanted to see it. I just want to say, hey. Right. <laughs> Never showed up. Never even said that she wasn't showing up. Mm, I had a feeling. You, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so it's just like, and then my other uncles, like, it's it's uh, pulling teeth, trying to get them to come around. And I think a lot of them, when they see me and my sister, they have a heavy sense of regret because they never tried to build that relationship. Or, you know, when my grandma passed away, it was, I'm going to try to do better and I'm going to try to be in your life. And that was just all talk, really. Yeah. yeah. So it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. And you just got to go with the flow that's so, the mantra so jasmine and i switching the t- topic for a little bit um not the topic not the entire topic but part of the topic um jasmine and i in lower i'm not saying high school and middle school in college <laughs> in college we were we you might have heard us mention that we were a part of this uh research lab and within the research lab, we learned about imposter syndrome. Now, during that research lab, Jasmine, was that your first time learning about it? Because it was definitely my first time learning about imposter syndrome, like hearing just like that term. No, I I had heard the term before. Obviously, we were doing like in-depth research about it. So I didn't know as much as they had gone into it with. Um, but I had heard the term before. Okay. I mean, you- I, no, go ahead. I, I think my mom might have mentioned it, but through Research Lab, that's when I was really, like you said, learning about it. Yeah, and I think I knew about it, but I didn't know that I kind of had it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know that it was actually like a part of my um, experience Yeah, as a college student going sure. to a PWI. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so... I just have the definition for anyone who does not know what imposter syndrome is. So imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. It, <clears throat> it disproportionately affects high achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. Many question whether they're deserving of accolades. Mm-hmm. So like I said, like I mentioned, I'm not going to go like super duper into depth about it because like we kind of just talked about it, but I definitely felt like this with see at CNU and we even within like my my schoolwork and stuff like that you know um at before I, I went to CNU like I had always been like pretty much top in my class and um you know like I was I would get all the accolades I would get like certificate or certificate not certification certificates or like um awards or whatever at school I would always get those things ever since like preschool probably so when I got to seeing you and I noticed that, like, I don't know, like, maybe I got <clears throat> a B minus and like, I don't know, I don't want to say Susie or like somebody else ends up getting like an A plus when I usually get like A's, you know what I mean? I was a little confused. I was a little thrown off. Um, and I definitely noticed that some of my classmates were a lot more up there or maybe even in my head a little bit maybe higher than me (laughs) bless you all right you're good so definitely think that put me in a place when I first got there where it was like 
hmm, I know that like I am deserving of all of my achievements. I know that I belong here because I definitely got into the school and I got into the program that most of, you know, the people that I'm in class with are in, which I'm just talking about PLP. So like, I know that I'm, I'm good enough. You know, I know that I'm here for a reason, but I don't know, like they just, these kids just maybe because where I feel like they're from or like the schools that they went to or whatever, like, I don't know. It was just feeling like, am I really supposed to be here though? Like, do I know as much as I think that I know? But at the Mm -hmm. end, I definitely felt like, yeah, no, I was supposed to be here and I am good enough. And I do feel like, you know, the things that I got into, I was deserving of that. Yeah. And I think for me, it was more like, I would be doing really well. And I'm like, you need to do more. You need to do more. You need to do more. Yeah. And it was just like, I was never doing enough. It always felt like I wasn't. And I think that's the narrative that they kind of push in undergrad. It's like, you need to be doing this and involved in this club and doing this and having this GPA and all this, you know, just having a list to fill, you know, to kind of boost your resume or whatever. But I always felt like, okay, I'm doing this now. Okay, cool, whatever. I never congratulated myself. Because it was always, you're not doing enough, you need to go do something else. Or you mm-hmm. need to continue to add on to what you're doing already. Yeah. Um, and I think the imposter syndrome set in where it was like, I never felt like I was doing enough. So I never felt accomplished. I never felt like I was like I was where I needed to be. I always felt like I was in the wrong space. like, Or if I was in the right space, I needed to be in another space too. And I needed to overprove myself. It definitely set in for me when I got my, when I was, well, when I first looked at, I, I ended up graduating with a really, you know, good GPA, but like when my GPA was like, not where I where it used to be, like I graduated high school, like three, I think it was like three, eight, something like that. So like, I'm like, okay, like I feel good. Like I'm good. No, I got to see in you and something happened. I ended up failing the science class. I had to retake it. Oh my God, Asia's brain was in shambles. Okay. I was like, my emotions, my brain. I was like, what are you, huh? Asia failed a class. What do you mean? It was a science class. I ended up switching my major completely to something else. Well, not completely, because psychology is definitely a social science. But um, yeah, I was like bio or whatever. So yeah, when I experienced like a GPA drop and like when I experienced like failing a class, like that's not me, you know? I de- that's when that set in for me for sure and I think mine was kind of the opposite like I actually ended and my experience as an undergrad was very rare because most people like change their major most people um you know they get to college and there's a a shift in um expectation probably what happened to you or you just ended up being in a major that you thought you were going to do and then it wasn't for you right. that never happened to me so when I graduated when I graduated when I finished my first semester I actually did really well and that's when I was like, okay, cool. You need to do more. Mm-hmm. And it was never like, you know, I think even with the research lab, the um, professor or the advisor that we had, she was also my academic advisor. And when I got there, she was like, you need to have this GPA if you want to go to, um, you know, continue your education. And so, or Greenlee? Greenlee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she was just like, you need to get this type of GPA and you need to hold this GPA if you want to go here when you finish your schooling. So um, I just always felt like I, that that was the mark. That was the bar. And if I didn't reach that bar, I wasn't good enough. And um, yeah, I just felt like also, but it was also weird because I would reach that bar and it was these other 
people I see in you who are getting 4.0s and 3.8s their first semester and I'm like wait a minute I thought I was you know okay but yeah it's 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 a different it's a different world going to a PWI for sure for sure yeah especially when also like from my experience like I even experienced like some racist stuff that I probably I'm not going to go into detail in this but like yeah so you have that you know thrown at you and then you have like just the whole adjustment Then you have in my brain, like maybe even thinking about transferring to a different college. So, and then also me tra- um, changing my major. So it was just a bunch of different things going on with me. Um, but I ended up figuring it out and I'm very happy that I graduated from there and meeting the people that I did. Um, and eventually I felt a sense of, I did feel that sense of belonging. Um, so I was able to, the, the good thing about it is I was able to overcome it. So mm-hmm. that was good. But um, I also want to talk about, like, just before we do our tip of the day, I wanted to talk about, like, a sense of belongingness in the world. So I remember when I was younger, and this is when I wanted to first go natural. um, And I literally wanted to go natural before, like, this was a whole trend. I'm not saying I started the trend. I ain't saying that because I was literally, (laughs) it was at the end of fifth grade. But I just knew that I wanted my puffballs back, okay? Asia wanted her puffballs back. Nobody else was necessarily doing this whole natural hair thing. People was looking at me funny. And my my character was still like, everything was still forming. I was still kind of like learning and getting into myself. Into fifth grade, I was little. I was just going into middle school. Mind you, people are mean. People are mean in elementary school and middle school. But all I knew was, all I knew was, I didn't want that straight, straggly, stringy hair anymore. I wanted my puffballs back because I knew something was something was wrong. I didn't understand why my scalp was burning every single time I went to get my hair done. You know, I didn't get that part. Um, so anyway, I feel like I definitely, once I ended um, elementary school and went into middle school, I definitely wasn't feeling like a sense of belongingness because nobody was wearing their hair like I was. I was very different and that's when like I was that's when you should say that Asia was starting to pick up that earth to Asia stuff like I started going to a natural hair salon um I would wear my hair like I would wear flowers in my hair like people that I grew up with they definitely remember like in middle school I used to wear like my afro with like the flowers in my hair like sundresses and stuff like that and I was always on my little like earth to Asia kind of hippie type of whatever but like nobody was like me nobody was on that in the whole like natural and hippie type of girl like that thing wasn't a trend yet and it's still kind of like I guess a trend now but it's like this is really me like this is this is how I grew up even when nobody was doing it when I was little little Mm -hmm. so I definitely felt like that um I mean I was going to like natural hair natural lifestyle expos and stuff like that like my mom and I like I remember like learning about and this is like I said very early like middle school elementary school maybe they were like we were learning about like uh ear waxing like or not what is it called not ear waxing candle waxing mm-hmm. like tip your head you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. yeah like um candle waxing for your ears and uh shea butter I, oh I forgot about that like so I've, I've been using shea butter and um black black soap and stuff like that since early and I remember specifically like somebody had like a sleepover or something and I had like my African black soap 
And everybody was like, what is that? And I was like, it's my soap. It was even to a point like my mom and I, because of the aluminum and the deodorants, my mom and I, we made like our own natural deodorant. Like we was on this, this wave for a very, very long time. Um, but it was like when everybody was like, huh? Now everybody, that's, that's everybody's little secret, African black soap. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, that's cool that you found that sense of yourself when um, you were so young. Cause I feel like, I tried to do those things and I tried to like be different, but I wanted so bad to just feel accepted and like belong. So like when I was in elementary school, so when I was in eight, when I was in eight, when I was in third grade and I was eight years old, we moved from Virginia beach area to Richmond and Virginia beach area was very black. Like if it was a white kid in my class, it was one out of 200 kids okay it was very black so when I moved to Richmond and um it was a totally it was a culture shock for me when I was in elementary school and I moved there and my hair was in pigtails with the little barrettes on the bottom and you know the way you wear your hair in third grade but when I walked in the classroom everybody's hair was straight even the black girls their hair was straight they wore little headbands and I'm like mom I want my hair like that like I don't want to look like this anymore I don't look like that and my mom for the longest time she fought me on that because it's like she lived in the Hampton Rose area her whole life. So what I was, what she was doing was perfectly normal. Right. But when I went to school, it was like, no, you don't, what are you, what's wrong with your hair? Why can't it, like, why does it all twisted up? Why can't you run your fingers through it? Why? And then even to the fact, like, I remember in middle school, the thigh gap was the thing. And I have never had one of those. Yes. If you had a thigh gap, you were that girl. That was never like, yes. Like, over on, our, on my side of town, that won't we ain't pay attention to that <laughs> yes if you had a thigh gap girl that was everything and I'm I'm sorry I was never given that so even then I kind of felt like I was fat mm. I ain't never been fat neither you see what I'm saying oh. so like like you see what I'm saying so yeah um it, it, it took a long time for me to come to my own and to really be like okay well y'all ain't on this wave but it's just who I am and I guess if you want to, we can kind of transition to my tip of the day where be yourself and be you. Because once you are exactly who you are, the people who are meant to be in your life and the people who will embrace you for you will come into your life and they will be the ones to make you feel accepted and appreciated and like, you know, a sense of community. Um, and that's when I really started to meet my best friend and meet my 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 friends, my lifelong friends in college and high school. And even now, just being yourself and people who accept you will accept you. And if they don't accept you, then they're not for you. So yeah, I guess that's my, my tip of the day kind of segueing. Yeah, I think my tip of the day, um, I think, I mean, honestly, mine will be like the same thing. Be yourself. I know we've kind of said this before and that sounds very cliche, but yeah, I'd have to agree with Jasmine. Um, just be yourself. Cause like once, once, as you can see, this is something that how I am now, this is something how I have been for years. Like, I mean, like I said, when nobody was on that stuff, not to say that I started it cause I ain't started, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I was just that out there out there (laughs) I was I was you know I've been me I have been me so when I say that I'm not doing this stuff for a trend you know it's it's just me 
And that's why I think that all of this aligns, you know, Earth to Asia Wellness, this wellness podcast, my yoga, it just, this has been my, my life's purpose. Um, and God has been putting this within my life since a very young age. So just, you know, even when you feel like, oh, I want to look like everybody else or whatever, because, you know, most young people are going to go through that, that stage, but just don't try not to forget like who you are within that process. And, um, a lot of the times it just always comes back and circles back around and just be you and remember who you are. It's simple. Just be you. It's simple. Just be you. That's on my Tagging, uh, um, Earth to Asia wellness. Earth to Asia wellness uh, mugs. If you would like to go purchase one. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Because I'm, I'm sure. Hold on. Because I got it. Oh, because she, she got her coffee and tea mug in the room. Because okay, I was drinking out of it earlier today. It's Check the merch. Just be you. Wait, you can, like bring it a little dapper. closer. It's a glare. There we go. It's simple. Just be you. Just be That's you. on www.earth2asia.com. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have uh, the mental breakdown merch. We could do that okay. soon, or, you know, eventually. Truly. Yeah, that would be dope. That would be very dope. Hello. So, Jasmine, if that's all that you have. That is all. All right. So hopefully Jasmine would do the honors of our closing. I have no problem. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation today. It was very lax, very chill, very um real. Okay. Real. We had a few hiccups here and there, but you know, that's life, and we are doing the best we can to give you the best that we can, right? So um thank y'all for tuning in. We are coming out with new episodes every Friday. Um Make sure to follow us on Instagram at TMBB official. Um, follow Asia at Earth to Asia. Um, for follow me at journey.w.jazz. We also upload all of our videos on YouTube and we are also streaming on all platforms. You can go check us out wherever. Um, I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, uh, yeah, Apple. Podcast. Oh, for sure. Apple Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go check us out. And uh I hope you all have a beautiful rest of your day or night or whatever time it is, wherever you are. Absolutely. We'll talk to y'all next time. See you next week, guys. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Mental Breakdown Podcast. Please rate, subscribe, review, and follow us on Instagram at TMBD Official. See you next time.